So it was Thursday. Mm-hmm. That means that the dirt place is open. Mm-hmm. That means that somebody can get the last of their stuff together. Yeah, it's exciting, although now there's a day that's popping up, and I'm concerned that it's going to be another drop down, no. because the end at next Friday, so not tomorrow, but next mm-hmm. Friday, the low is 37, and the high is 67, so we'll But if they're see. hardened by then, isn't that, are they, aren't they going to be okay? That's not how that works. Uh, not with we'll it really it literally depends it, and i have to watch because it if things drop down to 32 or lower for longer than like two hours mm-hmm. then it'll it'll damage them and most likely kill them if th- it's them being hardened off is them being used to the elements of spring so used to the sun being full and you know on them all day and wind and you know the temperature's dropping to, you know, 45, and they'll be okay, all right. But below that, at this age, <laughs> that's just, <sighs> it's not, it's not, it's not a great, it's not a great setup. Um, it really, it really depends, because if it was, it, it would be different if it said that it was going to be that temperature and sunny, because I did stain the beds a darker color, so mm-hmm. they are attracting heat. So the few things that I do have in there already are like, oh, <laughs> okay yeah let's let's start sprouting and i'm like oh okay (laughs) and those are just flowers so far but it's like they're you know they're ready to go so i'm i'm hoping that it doesn't look you know because normally what happens is you have a drop and then it keeps getting colder as the next and next and next days show up until it you know comes back up so i'm hoping that as the next couple of days show up it'll just be like a one day kind of thing mm-hmm. cuz i i really hope that it's not a freeze like even if it is a short one it's still dangerous so i don't have any kind of you know plastic or tarp to put over it cuz like if i did i i could i 100% could deal with it because they're going to be on a trellis that i could definitely hang a tarp over so it would be it would be fine if it was that but i don't have a tarp <laughs> so i can't yeah but we can get one right i mean honestly let's just go to harbor freight and grab a tarp we can try okay. i just it, what it comes down to is that it just means that if when we finish the beds off um i'll probably only plant one of each tomato plant first and okay. see how they do because if they survive then that means those ones will be you know, a week ahead of the rest of them. But if they don't survive, then that means I only lost one of each. And I won't plant any of the peppers out because peppers won't be happy if anything underneath 45, period. <laughs> so, yeah. but that's not an issue because peppers, the, my peppers don't grow as fast as the tomato plants. So they'll be perfectly fine being inside for another month without, you know, any side side effects. So, but I really need to get the tomatoes out there. And the spinach I do have to get out there, but I'm waiting for the beds to be topped off because uh that's going to be part of the interplanting i'm going to have one plant in a few different places because one of the things i did do last year with the spinach is i planted them all together and i didn't like how crowded they were they grew great but for the sake of what we're doing this year the the plan isn't to harvest everything all at once every single time it's to harvest things over time and they're at that size now where it's time to start harvesting their smaller leaves and putting them 
salads, sandwiches, you know, breakfast, you know, just mm-hmm. cut them up, put them in anything, basically. They're, that's the size they're at in the containers they're in right now. So I want to put them and kind of use that square foot gardening idea with this. That's why I wanted these kinds of beds, because I'm going to do a lot of interplanting, which I didn't do a lot of last year besides with some of the things. So depending on how things go in or it's not even how things go it's depending on what varieties and how much of everything i end up deciding on planting things are going to be uh pretty pretty different this year and even with all of the um stuff that i that i have planned out and like keep thinking about i keep changing my mind on stuff like i know what i know one of the things is going to change and i don't know if it's like great or not is like i the so many people successfully grow sunflowers and corn without worrying about their weeds growing around mm-hmm. and in through their those the beds that they use for that i need i need to figure out how they do it but i keep thinking about it and i think that they're doing what i what i'm explaining to you but just without a border and it won't be that big of an issue it just literally means that now that we have you know, Lucifer back, which I'm so excited for, oh, that we yeah. need to go back to Burks and collect more cardboard because so what I what I think that people are doing is taking the the cardboard and putting it down and then growing things on it without worrying and just not caring about putting a border on it and so they don't really care about the weeds growing in through it, which is what I keep seeing. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking about doing that with both the corn and the sunflowers. Just because I I wanna try it and see how it does. I wanna see if that minimizes the issues that I keep having and just growing things in these kind of dirt mounds and Mm -hmm. you know they kind of sure there'll be weeds but it will also be amending the soil at the same time so you know the next time that I go to plant it won't be super compact and I don't have to worry about tilling it as crazy as I was and da 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 so I'm I just want I'm gonna try a few different things that are gonna be new and I am very excited for me to be able to start planting things out because I keep like telling myself like oh yeah no I gotta get these things planted and I'm like wait I can't I have to make sure that I have you know the soil topped off or else I'm gonna be planting in things and they're gonna be missing out on you know heaps of sunlight mm-hmm. because of the walls of the beds and so no I'm excited I'm so excited it's finally this finally time yeah no it's the we're, that we're actually finally there you know we're we're, we're getting there and you know, I'm hoping for a nice wet spring and that we can have a water ga- water gathering system in place and that we can offset some of our our costs and things like that because I think that'd be end up being really good for us. And I was looking, I showed you uh, earlier about the IBC totes that mm-hmm. people are selling for like a hundred bucks. And I was like, oh yeah. So that and it's it's like okay, you know, um, we're gonna work to make it happen. <laughs> it's just. It's going to be a little bit, but we'll, we'll make it happen for sure. So I think end of the next couple of weeks, cause uh, we do have a challenge right now and, and I did set the money aside to be able to go out and get the dirt. That was the big thing. Cause I couldn't like have you just sitting for two weeks without dirt, but next two weeks can't spend money. So, you know, um, I have, I think, yeah, I have enough to, well, I obviously I'll put gas in uh, seven, but that's literally going to be about it. So I think we can do it. It's going to be, you know, nice and close. So, but with that, good morning and welcome to the stupid podcast on everything. Today is Thursday, February 23rd. Yes. The month is almost over in five days. 
<sighs> and uh, I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we just want to welcome you. I'm pretty darn happy. Our numbers have been growing and there's more and more of you with every podcast and we're really grateful for it. We have no idea what you find entertaining, but we're glad you do and uh, we're going to just keep going. So what do we got? We got a couple of national days today, you said? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Go for it. Uh, the first one is National Chili Day. So National Chili Day on the fourth Thursday in February honors one of America's favorite winter dishes, chili. It's also known as chili con carne, which is chili with meat. Mm-hmm. And in Spanish, chili refers to chili pepper, and carne means meat. Chili is most commonly made up of tomatoes, beans, chili peppers, meat, garlic, onions, and cumin. However, cooks offer up so many variations to the basic chili recipe. And with so many varieties, chili cook-off competitions love to feature chili as a favorite entry. American frontier settlers used a chili recipe of dried beef suet mm-hmm. suet mm-hmm. okay dried chili dried chili peppers and salt all this was pounded together and formed into bricks and dried they could then boil the bricks in pots on the trails at the Columbian exposition in chicago in 1893 the san antonio chili stand helped people from all over the united states appreciate the taste of chili because san antonio was a significant tourist destination it helped texas style chili corn carne chili con carne spread through mm-hmm. the south and west in 1977 house concurrent resolution number 18 okay of the 65 65th texas legislature designated chili con carne as the official dish of the u.s state of texas it's a lot of words <laughs> before world war ii hundreds of small family-run chili parlors also known as chili joints popped up throughout the state of texas as well as other places in the united states each new chili parlor usually claimed some kind of secret recipe there are many ways that people enjoy the great taste of chili, some of which include add chili to hot dogs to celebrate chili dogs, or to create chili dogs, top burgers with chili and enjoy a chili burger, combine chili and cheese with fries and make chili cheese fries, mm-hmm. make the ultimate baked potato by stuffing it with chili, Frito pie is chili with spaghetti noodles, transform mac and cheese into chili mac, mix rice and chili for another favorite flavor, and add croutons to your chili for added crunch. I will never ever add croutons to my chili that mm-hmm. sounds horrendous sounds like a white people thing <laughs> <laughs> hey wait a second oh. <laughs> oh so to observe national chili day make some chili uh invite friends to warm up over a bowl of chili and share your recipes or host a chili cook-off nice of course I, our favorite oh go ahead sorry i was just gonna say i think it's funny that f- despite it being a texas food that we celebrate it in February when it's already hot here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally 80 degrees now, daily. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're just like, oh, man, warm up. I, I don't need to. It, it was hot today. And uh, I'll tell you this, and I don't often share this one, but, you know, one of the things with Amy and I, uh, before we were even dating, is that we both entered a chili contest and she won. Like, and that's fine because I'd never made chili before and chili just wasn't something that fascinated me beyond one of my childhood treats, which was when I would take, it would be me, Cindy, uh, Fred, Toby, and, uh, and Jen, and we would all go to the 7-Eleven and we get a bag of Cool Ranch chips and it's at 7-Eleven and we would load it with chili and 
onions and the nacho cheese, and we would have our Dorito bombs for lunch. And they cost a, cost us a whopping buck back then. And uh, man, that was like we we do that probably. More than we should have, because there's nothing healthy in that. <laughs> like the onion is in there crying, going, I, I have sulfurs that are good for your blood. And that was about it. But we that that was literally we called a Dorito bomb and it was our favorite thing to have. And we got half a school hooked on that stuff. So it got to the point where it was like hard to find Cool Ranch Doritos. People would try it with other Doritos. It just didn't work. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, and I mean, I introduced you to one mm -hmm. and I remember your first bite and it's, you did one of those where you just disappear from the world looks <laughs> and just like, how have I never had this before? And how is this so good? And damn it, I wasn't going to want to like this as much as I did the, because it was just some of the worst ingredients ever. And you don't like Cool Ranch Doritos. Nope. But you love a Dorito bomb. Mm -hmm. So, and just to let you know, suet is a very specific kind of lard. Um, mm. Lard is lard is lard. Okay, lard it can be fat from anywhere on an animal, but suet is specifically the the lard that's around the loin area of of the animal as well as the kidneys in general. So that that fat is so it's uh it's it's definitely it's a harder lard. It's it's not you know lard you just kind of scoop and it kind of goes, but that stuff will stay forever. It's that harder stuff when when we're cutting into a steak and we get a piece of fat and it's a hard piece of fat mm -hmm. um, on a chuck. That's usually the the fat that they use utilize for suet. So uh, just just so you know, just quick little culinary thing for that. So anyways, okay, but um. You know, you and Amy make chili. I still, Amy's chili just, I, it's got to be nostalgic. But she does, when she's on her chili, and it's its funny because every single time Amy makes her chili, always proceeds to tell me everything she didn't do right in her chili. And all I can think is like, shut the fuck up. You beat me. <laughs> like, you beat me. Your chili is better than mine. And it's better than anything that I make. And, on, and you know, it's like, but my favorite chilies are just, nostalgia because chili is chili to me your chili is great but I, I i just i like chili it's 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 hard because and right now with with the prosmia and the insomnia that's that's taken over it's hard for me to get more than one or two bites before it's like it's gone you know last night i had steak and asparagus and i had three bites of the asparagus and then after that nothing and it's just really frustrating so you know but it is what it is so what's our second day National Banana Bread Day. Mm. And I had a banana with peanut butter and white chocolate chips last night. <laughs> February 23rd annually recognizes a well-known food holiday, National Banana Bread Day. Bakers know that to make sweet and delicious banana bread, they need to use fully ripe mashed bananas. The resulting quick bread is moist and almost cake-like. And while some recipes call for yeast, most don't. Either way, the finished product makes a tasty sliced snack. Toast it and add butter for an even more satisfying treat. In the 1930s, baking soda and baking powder made banana bread and other quick bread standard features in American cookbooks. Pillsbury's included banana bread recipes in its 1933 Balanced Recipes cookbook, too. The release of Chiquita, right? That's how you say that brand? Yeah. Okay. Bananas recipe book in 1950 further secured the banana bread's acceptance. Surprisingly, bananas first made their appearance in the United States in 1870. For a long time, Americans saw the tropical fruit as merely that, a fruit, not an ingredient. It would take a few decades before they started seeing the banana's potential. One early recipe came from the Vienna Model Bakery. It's 
It advertised banana bread as something new in the, in April 21st, 1893 edition of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, a new restaurant slash bakery chain owned by Gaff. F- I've never known how to say this. Is mm. it... Oh, is it Fleischman? Yeah, Fleischman. Fleischman? Fleischman. I did. Wow. Yeah, Fleischman's brand yeast. So, yeah. Okay. And company. Mm-hmm. The Vienna Model Bakery was known for its baked goods and was likely one of the first to produce banana bread in the United States. The recipe was made with banana flour, made by drying strips of the fruit, then grinding it to a powder. This process had long been used in the West Indies. In Hawaii, during World War One, a surplus of bananas resulted from very few ships available to export the fruit to prevent waste alternative uses for bananas were developed for example bakeries started incorporating the fruit into their bread this recipe was printed in the maui news on april 12th 1918 for banana bread two-thirds banana one-third flour and yeast coconut milk or water there were also Mm. was also rationing of staple food items such as flour banana flour was a suggested substitute it was touted as a health food and recommended for a vegetarian diet. This, of course, is not the quick bread we know today. A recipe submitted by Mrs. Dean in, Feb- uh, in the February 18th, 1918 issue of the Gardens Island paper for a banana muffin might more closely resemble the quick bread we think of today. One cup of cornmeal, three and a half teaspoons of baking powder, two tablespoons of sugar, one sifted banana, three quarter cup rye flour, one teaspoon of salt, three quarter cup of milk, one egg, and one tablespoon of Crisco. Cornmeal? Yes. Weird. Okay. Mix the dry ingredients, add banana, milk, and egg, and Crisco. The difference between a quick bread and muffins in baking has a lot to do with the type of fat and how it is mixed, creating a different crumb or texture to the bread. In 1927, Unifruit, a wholesale produce company, offered a free cookbook called From the Tropics to Your Table. The book offered recipes full of bananas as ingredients, including banana muffins and breads. This little cookbook would have been handy during the Great Depression, which was just around the corner. At the time, families utilized every scrap of of food, including overripe bananas. They cooked overripe bananas and other fruits and vegetables into breads, stews, and other dishes when flavor and texture were not as appealing raw. So to observe National Banana Bread Day, bake your favorite version of banana bread to celebrate. With so many varieties to try, banana nut, chocolate banana, and more, you can make more than one. Invite someone to join you or give a loaf or two away. Or visit your local bakery and pick up some banana bread. Don't forget to give them a shout out. So I, it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really like banana bread. Mm-hmm. You can't eat banana bread. Nope. And nobody else well, in this house. I can't eat it until my designated eating times, and then I'm only going to have one slice of it, so your loaf is going to go. And, so, and nobody yeah. else in the house eats it. Lily doesn't mm-hmm. like it. Tabby was like, oh, and then didn't eat any, and Anna just didn't care either way, and Nikki didn't like it. So, But I did the other day when we did get the uh, – when we went to the store to grab the lettuce, mm-hmm. and I saw all of the bananas in the clearance – um, when we checked out, there's, and I keep forgetting his name and I feel so bad about it. Um, there's one of the, the younger dudes there and he's always like super nice to us. Um, oh, um, Devin, the, the kid he's got, looks like he should be wearing a beanie all the time. Yes, he's got kind of that hair. He mostly is wearing a beanie yeah, all the time. Yeah. Well, I think it's Devin. I, I don't know, <laughs> but him, he, he, uh, 
asked it was like you gonna make any banana bread and i was like i i would love to but you know nobody else likes it he was like well if you make some i'll definitely i'll buy a loaf or two from you and i was like oh you don't have to pay for it and he was like no i would but you know if you do you can 100 percent stop by see if i'm here and drop mm. some off and i was like oh <laughs> well i'll definitely see you the next time i do it and he was like okay so if i make some I'll, i'm gonna see because that that made me happy because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally like I but you also got to remember that we have friends that would love to have banana bread. I mean, seriously, if you told Kim and Andy and Nicole and, you know, that, I mean, anybody in the homesteading group, say, hey, I have some banana bread. Is anybody interested? I don't care. I just made it. You know, I just I it's hard for me to do that because I feel like all the things that I'm still learning how to do, everybody else already knows how to do that. So it's just it's hard to want to give something away that I only just started doing to people that have been doing it for years. <laughs> but you see, but that's the thing is like so many times people like different flavors of things. Otherwise you wouldn't cook for me because I've been cooking longer than you've been on this planet. Right. And it's like, when you think about that, it's like, that's okay because I love when you cook for me. It doesn't have to be, you know, Oh my gosh. And, and anybody, people look, everybody knows how to make burgers. McDonald's is still in business. Okay. <laughs> so don't, you shouldn't think about it that way. Just, you know, you don't know what happens unless you just reach out and try it. What's the worst that somebody's going to say? Nothing. What are they? Oh, banana bread made by a black girl. Right. Oh yeah. She was, she was at the Burks last night. I was like, man, should have brought you, but I, just, I still haven't been back in months yeah. now. Yeah. So we, uh, I was, I was so, tempted to say something i was just like mm, just not going to ah <sighs> but it wasn't easy so <laughs> anyways but with that thanks for joining us this morning on the stupid podcast on everything where i'm joey and i'm kiki and i uh, would really appreciate you being with us and look forward to you joining us this afternoon for our afternoon dive we got i'm gonna plug in real quick my yeah. gardening uh instagram account i've been on it and i'm actually gaining more followers it's kiki's garden adventure if you you know want to follow along with my gardening stuff because i've been i've been posting and i am like actually gaining some traction i'm excited about that so you should also post on there for the super podcast or for the podcast and see if you can start getting some people to interact so that'd be kind of awesome but anyways with all that said peace out with your peace out bye